Welcome to Living the Green, the podcast that questions how we can adapt our lifestyle to match our ever-changing and often confused ideas of sustainability. I'm Ellie. And I'm Liv. And we're excited to share how we navigate our cluelessness among the misinformation and work to embrace the greener options available to us. So, get ready to adopt new habits and hopefully enjoy the process. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Living the Green. Um, It's very nice to be here today, it's just me. So it's going to be a fun little chatty episode about a few bits and bobs that have happened throughout the week Um, and also touching on something which has affected me recently, a bit different from usual, but tying it into sustainability, of course. Um, So it's going to be a little bit on like coping mechanisms, which... I don't know, I've never really thought about before how I cope and deal with stress. I'm not a particularly stressful person. I'm quite lucky in the fact that I, uh, and I know I, the thing is when I get stressed, I cope very badly with it. So I feel like I I get stressed quite rarely. And so when I am, it like is a bit overwhelming. Um, But I feel like generally, things just sort of tick along and everything ends up okay in the end. I think that's the thing. Nothing really bad's ever happened. So yeah, and but anyway, recently something has like affected me a little bit. I've been a bit like, oh, okay. Um, and it's taken away one of my coping mechanisms. So we'll get into that in a bit. But um, yeah, I hope you're all having a good week. I actually just caught up with Sophie, which is really nice. Went into town, went to 200 Degrees. I just love that place. I love like the atmosphere in there. Um, it's like quite dark. You're quite cut off from the world, but they're so nice and you can literally buy, I like buy a long black for a couple of quid and I will sit there for four hours and they would never say anything. They're just really nice, all the staff there. Um, and they always have, I kind of want to go and treat myself to like a vegan cake or something on the weekend. They had a really nice looking, cause I had, I wasn't hungry today, but they had a really nice looking chocolate banana bread, which looked so, so good. Um, and they also had a really good looking vegan sausage roll, but it was a bougie one rather than like, you know, Greg's. Um, but yeah. Um, so that was nice and I think we were speaking I really want to go to York basically obviously to visit Sophie first and foremost and because I love York Um, there's also this really nice cafe there though this vegan cafe which is apparently closing down word on the street Um, and it's called Source S-O-U-R-C-E and we went there last time I was in or maybe a couple times ago I was in York and we had the most delicious open sandwiches. It was so, so good. I had like a vegan hoisin duck. It's all vegan, by the way, because um, I'm vegan. <laughs> um, and it's it had like fresh cucumber and like spring onion. It was so, it was like, it was a bit like a duck pancake, but on a open sandwich. And then Soph had, she had a um, chicken one. Um, and that looked really, really good. And she said she went recently and she had the French toast. And so I really want to go for breakfast and I'll probably get French toast or they do a really nice sounding shakshuka with like tofu and broad beans or butter beans, probably not broad beans. Um, and like sourdough. And that also sounds really good. So I will probably have either one of those depending if I want sweet or savory. But yeah, sad news is it's closing down. So if you're anywhere around the York area, 
get yourself to source before it does shut. But maybe we'll ask them next time we go because I don't know if that's actual fact. And yeah, another thing actually food-wise, so let's go, I thought I'd give a few recommendations recently of foods I've been enjoying. So um, Aldi are actually pulling through on some amazing vegan stuff at the moment and it's it's like the middle aisles are just absolute gold mines so last week i got you know the naked bars um so good but they are quite costly you can get them obviously in you know co-op wherever but they're quite expensive for you know just an afternoon snack and i found them in aldi and they were literally like i think they were like 150 for a box of four which is like really reasonable for those and they're so good. I got, they were the peanut ones, which personally I really like because they're just like nuts and dates. I prefer those ones to more, I know you can get like cherry bakewell or like blueberry. I, I actually just really like the taste of nuts. So yeah, that was a top buy of the week. So they were in Aldi and I also went earlier today and they had tofu. I've never seen tofu in Aldi. It was silken, so like the soft kind. Um, but super good for like blending into creamy sauces or putting in like ramen, things like that. So they had those. And they also have these new plant menu, um, like cookie and brownie kits. So I got the cookie one and I really wanna make cookies at some point on the weekend maybe. Um, Indy, if you're listening, <laughs> that's our weekend activity. I assume you just probably like add milk or butter or something to it and put them in the oven. Um, so I haven't tried it. I'll let you know how they are. I got the cookie one because I feel like vegan cookies are harder to get right than vegan brownies. There's something about cookies which maybe these ones will come up really hard, but I just feel like it's a bit of fun anyway. Um, yeah, and they were only like, I think they were £2, maybe about £2.50 or something. So really not extortionate. Um, and you know, you get fun out of it as well. So yeah, they were a couple of really good finds in Aldi. I also tried the peri peri chicken pieces. They were lovely. I had them on my salads for uni last week. And yeah, they were nice. They weren't as nice as the your like top of the range, like vegetarian butcher, this isn't chicken. They weren't on that level to be honest, but also they're probably about a pound cheaper. Um, and yeah, still nice. And one thing I was disappointed with was they do these new ice cream cones and I got the chocolate vanilla ones. Nah, not good. They don't really taste of much. Um, I keep dipping mine, I keep like, so it's basically like a vegan cornetto. I keep like turning mine over and dipping it in chocolate powder to make it taste of more because the ice cream is just very bland. Um, oh, I'm gonna, <laughs> a bit burpy. Um, I literally just scrammed down my lunch very quickly and it is 5 p.m. So it's been a hectic day. But yeah, so that is a few things that I've been loving recently from there. Also, if you are a student at Leeds, another thing I really enjoyed recently was the Common Ground Breakfast Deal. Now, this is, in my opinion, like amazing value for money. So you get a breakfast bat, which is sausage, bacon, or veggie sausage. Obviously, I got the veggie sausage, and I'm pretty sure they were either like Linda McCartney or Linda McCartney dupes. You get like three of them in a roll and two hash browns, and then you either get a filled coffee or a tea which all for four pounds. I don't know if I said the price. 
So great deal. Also haven't had a hash brown in ages and I love it. I love a coffee out anyway. So really good, really good deal. Um, and that was really nice. If you're interested, if you're ever knocking about uni before 11 and you've got no food on you, pay four pounds and go and get that rather than pay like whatever it is, like 3.75 for a meal deal that just doesn't fill you up at all. Harris actually sent me a thing, a news article that Innocent were stopping making their plant milks. So this is just, obviously they're better known for their smoothies, but these were just bottles of nut milks. And I remember my mum sometimes used to buy these. I've never bought them on my own because I think they were quite expensive and my mum liked them because they were very like natural. You know how Outpro has, you know, added things which are at the end of the day just added vitamins generally, they're fortified milks, um, which is good if, you know, you are plant-based. Um, but these ones were literally just, you know, like nuts, water and a pinch of salt. And they were okay, but they were a bit tasteless. I had the almond one quite a lot. It was quite nice, like, on my porridge, on my cereal. Um, but it was a bit like water. So I can't say I'm that surprised. Um, and yeah, speaking of smoothies, I just feel like this really will be the summer of smoothies. I don't know why, but I have such a craving for them right now. I, maybe it's because it's getting sunnier, it's getting warmer, and... I just feel excited about the prospect of it. I don't, I sometimes make a protein shake at uni, but the thing is, it's a bit of a faff when you've got to clean it out. Like we don't have a dishwasher and obviously like cleaning out the bottle is quite tricky. It's quite thin and narrow, like you can't get your hand in there. So that is also another, another issue. And our blender's a bit of shit. So, I'm just excited. We do have a Nutri... We are a Nutribullet family at home, which is exciting. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to making some smoothies, si sipping a smoothie in the sunshine, reading a book, just having a lovely time. And, yeah, I'm quite... I don't know what my favourite smoothie is. I would say I generally go down, like, a berry route, but I also... I love banana. I love, like, a tropical taste as well I'm not so much of you know how people sometimes go for like chocolate banana peanut butter I'm not I, if I was having it in the morning that screams like nighttime snack to me rather than like morning smoothie I'd go for I would go for like berry banana maybe usually I would say and I feel like that's so nice and summery and you can just yeah you can just jazz it up with so many different things um yeah so I'm also also excited for that. Don't know how we got into smoothies. So I did mention at the beginning that I wanted to touch a bit about coping mechanisms. Basically, recently, I realized one of my main coping mechanisms just with like day-to-day -day life to make me feel good, to make me feel less stressed, was exercise. And I don't think I realized how much I relied on it until I couldn't do it, if that makes sense. So. A few weeks ago, I actually like pulled my hip flexor and it's, it's so frustrating because I could feel it on like the Monday of one week, but it almost just felt like, you know when like your groin needs to click, <laughs> like you, or you have just like a, a, a little like click somewhere and you, I think some people get it in their necks, you know, and they just need to like bend it and click it. 
Um, so I had that and then it didn't really go away. And then stupidly I went out for like a 90 minute run and I could not walk. Like I kid you not, I went running and then I had to come into uni and I was like, I was questioning how I was going to walk here. I sat here, I couldn't like cross my leg over the other leg. Like I could not lift it up off the floor. It was just in agony and oh, it was, it was really, really painful for about a week and also really hard to heal when there's not really any way around walking. Like I was walking into uni, I was walking home, um, which isn't far, but it was still at least 30 minutes of walking a day, like at least. And so it was one of those, like when something hurts to walk and you're limping around, you feel like it's just getting worse every day. And I obviously couldn't run on it. This was coming up to um, yeah, this was a month ago actually, today. So it has been four weeks and in my head it would have cleared by now. I It is definitely better but I can still feel it. So I haven't been able to run in like four weeks and I would say at the moment as well like running is the main form of exercise I enjoy, especially as the weather's getting warmer as well. All I want to do, I don't want to be in a hot sweaty gym, I just want to be outside. I don't know, I just enjoy it. I love starting my day with it. It makes me feel good, makes me feel happy. I love, I always go down to the canal. If you're in Leeds and you're not going down to the canal, what are you doing? Like, it's just stunning down there. It's so nice. And going at random times as well, like Tuesday mid-morning, it's so quiet. Obviously, if you go on, you know, like Sunday, 11 a.m., it's for the families and it's a bit like, oh, but go at weird times and you just feel like kind of, it's not, it feels like you're outside of the city, which I think is so hard in such a small, close-knit space like Leeds where, you know, like you live amongst students, your campus is so busy all the time, it's right next to town, like everything is such a bubble, a student bubble here. And because it's a small city, you find yourself walking like the same 30 minute sort of radius every day. I don't think I realised sort of how much it would get me down not being able to go out for a run and I don't know, it sounds it sounds silly but I think I became really dependent on that as part of my routine and I did realise I would almost, I would feel guilty, I felt so guilty in myself for not going and not, I don't know. It's a weird one, but I'm like, well, my leg was hurting on Monday, so why did I think it was a good idea to go out and run that far, like, and make it 10 times worse? Because I basically just felt also a huge amount of guilt, and I think that has an equal, you know, kind of share in it. I think what I'm saying is that I became dependent and stuck in a quite rigid routine, which is ridiculous because I'm, you know, I, I like I shouldn't be competitive with myself like on these things to get better. I'm not an athlete. I don't have to do any of this. This is purely for my enjoyment. Yet I would like guilt trip myself if I didn't do it or didn't want to do it. And I really had like lost that sense of fun, I guess, in routine. Like, yeah, it was still making me feel good. But I think as the weeks have gone on, for the first two weeks I was frustrated, just like, oh, well, it'll be better soon, it'll be better soon, it'll be better soon. And then now I'm like, oh, okay, like, I I was quite reliant on that to make me feel good about the day. 
but also looking back on it sometimes I think like maybe at the start of this term I was probably verging on doing too much and pushing a bit too hard like sometimes you know exercise I love the endorphins you get after it makes you feel so good but at the same time I think sometimes I do push myself too much and I come back home and I'd feel great for a couple of hours but at the end of the day if you're running like that much like sort of every week it is putting a lot of pressure on your joints your body and it is also tiring and then I would just crash and I'd almost wonder why I felt so tired like I meant to be energized from this and I had like I'd almost have like such that high you get from exercise that it would distract me from the, the first two hours I'd be like distracted from feeling tired because I'd have that adrenaline and ador- endorphins and then a few hours later I'd be like oh god I'm exhausted and weirdly in the last four weeks I have had like more energy if that makes sense I haven't because I've been finding different ways to move my body that aren't putting so much pressure on it I feel like it's setting me up for the day in a very different way um and so I'm trying to use I guess the time that I would put into running to like do other things and also have found new ways to move my body so thinking about that I guess there are some positives that have come out of this obviously it's a very specific example that's personal to me and and it has taken me like a month to realize how I was doing things was maybe not like the healthiest way for me to do them and you know it is something I love I don't love routine in terms of doing the same thing every single day like I wouldn't thrive doing like I'm not like oh I really want to do a nine five and just do the same have lived the same day over and over again it's more like I love routine in the sense that I love waking up and going to bed at similar times I you know I love just certain elements of the day to be there does that make sense I don't think that makes sense I love having porridge for breakfast um I love having a nice evening meal without fail I'll always eat something sweet after it I love little elements of my routine that make me really happy but I do like day-to-day to look different I'm not like stuck in the same pattern over and over again but I think yeah this was just part of my routine that I've become so reliant and dependent upon and hadn't quite realized that I would feel a bit rubbish when it was taken away from me. So a couple of the positives, other than maybe realizing that I need to reframe how I'm thinking about exercise sometimes and not put too much pressure on myself, some of the other benefits I found is like learning a new skill. So for example, I have, instead of going running, I've been doing some, spending some more time in the gym and doing like bits on the bike, on the rowing machine. I was like watching YouTube videos on like how to use a rowing machine and cause I've never really, I have used one before but I've never really known what I'm doing or how to do it right. And that's been kind of fun. Is it my favorite thing to do? No, but I'm trying it, you know? And it's just about like getting comfortable doing different things and I think it was good as well to make myself, the first time I sat on it, I thought, oh God, I look stupid. I just look ridiculous. In reality, no one was looking at me. I was putting myself at the center of everyone else's universe when that was just not necessary. And no one was looking at me, obviously. But yeah, 
just like so kind of learning new skills I feel like there in my opinion also realized I was watching like some spin workouts on YouTube and oh my god they're so annoying like spin is just not for me like that is another thing these two these two forms of cardio are not for me I hate cardio in the gym I find it so boring but we're trying it um you know what we've given it a go and I don't have to do it I don't have to do it again it was just something I wanted to try and I pushed myself out of a comfort zone learned how to do something different and that was fun and then also have learned that I don't enjoy that that much so instead I can use the time to just do like some stretching, some mobility stuff, um, also like some stability work which is great which I usually don't have time for during the week. Um, so just trying different things basically that are slightly less impactful on the joints. Um, and then another thing I've done as well, so yesterday evening I and I was at home on the weekend and I was saying to like either my mum or my nan and I was like oh the thing is that like, I'm just going to Aldi and I'm buying like the same thing over and over again making the same meals because I should have time I don't have time to like I love cooking and I love food and I love making food I I just enjoy that's how I enjoy winding down after a day is cooking myself a really nice meal um and basically I just found I was like cooking the same stuff, I was buying the same stuff, I didn't have time to look at a recipe or, but that was ridiculous, like I did have time to put a bit more thought into my food shop than what I was, um, and so last night I like planned out my meals, I chose something I really wanted to do and got excited to cook for myself again, um, so <laughs> to fill you in, I basically, six months ago, I bought a tube of yuzu paste and I've never really used it before cracked it open last night because I thought if it's open and in the fridge then I've got to use it you know it's one of those it's like sealed so it's fine in the cupboard it's not like out of date or anything um but you know when you open it and then it's like use within two weeks and you're like okay well I've, this actually forces me to use it so I opened it put some of my fried rice last night but didn't really know what I was doing with it and put it in the fridge and now I've decided like I'm gonna make a ramen with it so I'm gonna go to I bought I have like most stuff I need. Um, I got some ginger Aldi and then I'm just gonna nip to the Asian supermarket to buy some rice noodles and some tofu, um, which I'll do on my way home from uni one day. And yeah, I just thought, you know what? I just wanna plan like a nice final food shop for like the last 10 days or so here before Easter. Cause that was just, like some something that I know I'll enjoy and it's no good me being at home complaining oh I don't I just don't have time to do that for myself when actually like you know Indy and I were watching Hunger Games last night and I'm sat there like okay well I can do uh, we can multitask here you know so yeah I'm excited for that as well and I think it's just you know so that's one thing using the time to do something different but still something for yourself in like substitute of you know that substitutes something that's making you feel good I didn't want to just take out the running and fill it with doing more uni work because I do enough uni work I work hard <laughs> and I don't need to like fill that extra hour in the day with that like I just don't think that would serve me well um so other things as well I guess if none of those things feel your vibe Things like colouring, like colouring books, I kind of want to get a colouring book when I go back home just to wind down 
something I can do. I sort of struggle to like sit and watch YouTube or sit and watch TV without doing something or if I'm not eating, you know, or like doing something, I struggle to sit. And I feel like you just, something mindless like colouring is really good. Also, I quite enjoy making a good old Spotify playlist. Such a random idea. But maybe make a playlist for different moods, different times of day. I love discovering new music and sometimes I get so bored of what I'm listening to or my like on re I'll just play on repeat and then your on repeat never changes on Spotify right another thing I have enjoyed doing recently um to energize myself was breathing and I feel like breathing techniques are generally associated with winding down or calming down after a stressful day and I've actually found them to be great in the morning when I'm waking up. I'm not going to act like I'm an expert because I'm really, really not at all. But there's quite a popular one, I think, is like the box one where you like breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four, breathe. You know what I mean? So there's that sort of um, breathing style. Um, and like visualizing a box. I haven't explained this well at all, but realistically you should go online and have a look at someone properly explaining it. Um, if you're interested at all, then yeah, please look at an expert explaining. Um, and another one which I actually really like, if you're not so much of a fan of holding your breath, is, <laughs> it's <laughs> it sounds so funny, but breathing in a color and breathing out a different color. I don't know why I enjoy this, but it's really peaceful and calming. The colors I visualize are generally quite pastel, powdery colors. I love breathing in like pastel yellow and pink. And I'll just choose one though at a time. And then I'll breathe out. Generally, like, you know, if like um, a gremlin breathed out, <laughs> be that like dirty brownie green colour. That's what I'll breathe out usually. And this I really like. I haven't really heard many people do that one. I find it just fun and relaxing. It's kind of childish and childlike. But yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like that's also a really fun one to do. And always just um, it almost puts a smile on my face as well because I feel a bit silly doing it, if that makes sense. <laughs> and so, yeah, obviously this example is very specific to me and it's something that I will like work on myself and you might relate to it and you might not at all. Um, you might have never experienced sort of anything like this. But I think, I guess I want to say maybe look at what you think are your coping mechanisms that you didn't even realize were coping mechanisms. I think that's what the crux of this is, is that I didn't realize how dependent on this exercise routine I was until it's bit gone. And other things, you know, I think that could be, I think you've got obvious things that people are dependent on. For example, needing alcohol to socialize. Um, if that's you and you feel like you can't even go to a house party without having a drink, hmm, you know, another thing, 
caffeine in the morning to wake up, maybe more so in the form of like energy drinks with lots, lots of other stuff. You know, caffeine isn't criminal. I love coffee. I really love a coffee, but it is bad if it's like preventing you from going to sleep at night. Um, it's genetic. It's some people, it sticks around in their system a lot longer. It will have a way longer half-life. Some people, it will have a really short half-life. Um, and that is completely individual, only you will know how that makes you feel. But I think if you're smashing like three monsters a day, that's probably not ideal. And I would put that in a different category to three coffees a day. Um, maybe you use that as a bit of a coping mechanism to get through a day. But I feel like things like alcohol and caffeine are quite demonized already and people will be aware of them. Whereas other things like exercise, it's almost like people would say like, yeah, use that as a coping strategy. And it's seen in a positive light. It's not seen as being unhealthy. Another one I think about is maybe if you only talk to a single person, I think it can be unhealthy if you're constantly offloading on just one person. And think about, I guess if, you know, maybe that is just a best friend, maybe it's your partner, think about who you're offloading to and think, oh, like, should I get someone else's opinion, someone else's advice? I think only having sort of one, it's unhealthy for you and it's unhealthy for them two ways because if you're only ever getting one person's advice or opinion as well, they'll either sort of really validate your, your opinion or give you a different side, but it's only like one other side this is very wordy and rambly but I think that can actually be quite a negative thing where people are like oh like well confide in someone like share your problem but I would say if you find yourself constantly going to like the same one person to share your problem with and confide in them you'll probably get very getting a very one-sided opinion as well I do think there's value in expanding like the circle of people you would go to advice for. Another thing is being too busy, distracting yourself instead of sitting with a feeling is another coping mechanism which is seen as like a positive to be busy, to socialize, to be doing things all the time when actually if you were to just sit with something that makes you feel uncomfortable then you would probably get more value from that. Another one I thought of myself sometimes doing is maybe reading books that, or listening to podcasts which are non-fiction. So about self-help advice and giving you so much knowledge and like sound advice, I love don't get me wrong, I could list you off so many podcasts and books I love because they're teaching me how to build habits, how to be more productive, you know, how to be efficient. All these things which are great. There is, you know, definitely a place in everyone's life for those podcasts, that, that type of media I found so valuable and also so motivating for myself to make me do work, to, you know, make me work hard to make me think about how I spend my time. They have taught me so much 
However, I do sometimes find myself really craving that kind of media, which I think I can sometimes take on too much of it. And at that point, it's almost like there's an excess of information. I've taken on too much. There's no one focus in my life. I'm thinking about 10 different things which will all accumulate to make me more productive, more efficient, a better person, a better friend, manage my time better. You know, all these things which actually we just need to think about one thing at a time. And yet, it's really positive to read. It's really positive to read self-help books. It's really positive to listen to inspiring podcasts. But it is not healthy. Healthy for me, last year, Diary of a CEO was my get up and go. I woke up, I'd stick on an episode of Diary of a CEO and I'd be like, yeah, so get me ready for the day. Why am I relying on a podcast to motivate me? What, like, I, don't get me wrong, I definitely think there is still a place for it. And I love it, I'm back on it. I'm back on Diary of a CEO. I went off it for a bit because I'd listened to that many. I'd like listen to all the ones I wanted to listen to. And I think they're great if, you know, listen to in a way where you're not trying to take in every word as gospel, or maybe you have a particular focus. Maybe you're listening to a group of, to a bunch of podcasts, which are all focused on time management, and your time management is the one thing you really want to pin down and focus on and nail um, over the next few months. That's great. However, when you're listening to so many things about, you know, they can, like, the topics are so varied, building habits, confidence, like, all those different things, I think it's really hard almost to take anything away when you're just consuming so much advice and opinions of other people. That can be, it can almost become demoralising because you're like, oh, like, why am I not doing all these, like, 50 million things at once? Yeah, maybe it's time to step away and just think, okay, I've listened to all this advice, how am I going to implement it? I do see how like podcasts have served me really well, but also I've maybe become like slightly dependent on them for a bit of a motivation boost to get up and go, that sort of thing. Yeah, I just wanna be wary that I'm not consuming too much advice without really considering how it will serve me and how I can implement it into my life. And so yeah, I feel like that sort of wraps up this episode. If anything, I guess hopefully maybe like it it will make you think about your coping mechanisms, ones that you don't realise are there. And I'm not sort of talking about ones that happen only when, you know, you're triggered by something or or that you use as a result of bad news, um, you know, circumstantial ones more ones that you're using in your day-to-day every every day in your day-to-day everyday life more ones that you're using in your everyday life that you could have become too dependent on I guess it's not a position you want to be in because when they're stripped away from you those first couple of weeks like it's not like oh it was so hard it wasn't but I just felt a bit down and like lost like a bit directionless without my nice routine that I love so much. Such an exciting student, I know. So yeah, if, you know, this helps you like reflect a bit on that, then that will make me happy. And yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed, anyway, listening to me ramble for the best part of half an hour. Yeah, I've enjoyed today. So 
thank you for listening i'll see you next week and yeah have a great week